0: We want to welcome you to the new song podcast coming to you from beautiful colorado springs we love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com
1: you don't know what's what they're dealing with you don't know what the enemy has got them bound with and when we worship god we do kingdom business when i'm sitting up here right now sometimes it is just all about me like I'm worshiping God can you please give me peace I need peace right now no, that's not what I'm worshiping right now I'm worshiping when he said fear uh, bow chains fall I am I am picturing not in my mind because I'm you have a little mind in my spirit a picture came to my spirit of people's all across the world chains falling from this front row right here through my worship because God has given us the authority on this earth to call these things into existence and some of you might not be there and that's okay you do it for yourself you do the worship for yourself but some of you need to be doing warfare for other people do you know that fear is still the greatest pandemic as as much as it was three years ago that was the big pandemic yes all that stuff was real that happened it is all real but fear has been the biggest pandemic through this thing and people's lives are in bondage no freedom in their lives full of worry full of regret full of fear full of shame full of fear truly and i call that fear out today in this room and i was saying fear you must bow to the name of Jesus not to my worship but because God has given all authority in heaven on earth to Christ and he has now passed it on to me to be a partner with him in this thing he chose he could have done it all by himself but he chose to use people I won't say any more words because I don't know what else to say but you understand what I'm saying so I encourage you just for a moment and it could be this song it could be another song but could you get out of yourself for a second and do some help for somebody else. And if you don't know God, if you're wondering, I don't see his glory. I've never seen his glory. Show me your glory. You're a big fake God. You tell him, you're a big fake God. I don't believe in you and let him minister to you. I'm so tired. I mean, I I don't yeah, I kind of am. I'm so tired of young people missing me. There's not a lot of young people here today, but, you know, I'm so tired of young people missing it because they never met God, yeah, because they never yeah, saw yeah, him yeah. move in anybody's life. I sat in a car with my son for four hours nine hours driving the other night and we talked about how God's power moved through my life in different times and he's like I've never seen that dad I don't know what you're talking about he's never seen the Holy Spirit move like I have and I was explaining to him he's real he's real but the old people like me don't haven't called it back we need to call back God's presence. We need, to, we need to get out of ourselves, amen? Yes. We do, and I'm not expecting a giant revival in one worship song. But remember, your your worship has higher purpose. It's not just about you, amen? All right, so let's continue to worship. Please do something of yourself to show God you mean business with Him.
0: It's a picture I see in my, in my spirit. It is, you know, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and the Holy Spirit hovered upon the earth and then God spoke there's something that happens when the Holy Spirit hovers and then you speak it there's an anointing that is released that creates there's a presence that is released that creates and sets things into motion God set things into motion when he spoke so guess what we are representatives of Christ and the things that we are going through and the things that we need what what pastor stephen was talking about it requires us to speak it forth when the holy spirit is hovering he's hovering in this room i'm i'm gonna be honest with you a timid christian will not break through what god has for us in this very moment being timid is not the presence that's here right now it's declaring and decreeing and taking it because it's ours and if it's yours why would you sit there and let the devil take it it's yours so decree it and take it We're going to worship. There is something on this song. So we're just going to pray. And I'm going to give you a moment to decree and declare what you need from the Lord and what you're taking back from the enemy. Listen. Okay, okay, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm gonna say a prayer here because we're gonna legally go into the courts of the Lord Amen. and take back what the devil legally had permission to do because we gave him permission with our words or we gave him permission with sin in our lives. We're gonna sing a pr- we're gonna say a prayer, break that with the blood of Christ, Amen. and then legally take back what belongs to us. Because we've been binding and rebuking and nothing's happening, nothing's happening because he has every right to do what he's doing. But now we're going to take those rights back, amen? Amen. So repeat after me. Say, Father God, God, I stand before your courts and I ask you right now to forgive me for any sin that may have come between you in, in me, and your purpose, in my life. Lord, forgive me for the word curses that I spoke over myself, that I spoke over other people, and I spoke over my family. I plead the blood of Jesus over, in the name of Jesus. And before your courts, Father, I take legal possession of the very things that belong to me. I take legal possession of my destiny and my purpose in the name of Jesus. Now, we're going to go back into worship. And while we do that, You proclaim what is rightfully yours and what change is going to happen. There's a shift that's happening today. Amen? All right. All right. Y'all got me all pumped up and I'm hoarse.
2: everything spoke to me and wanted me to call out um, I felt like there was some people in the room that maybe felt like that what Ray was saying was some version of prosperity gospel that the enemy's trying to rob us of what of the gift of what Ray's word was about taking back what what is ours from the enemy by lying to you and telling you that it's it's not biblical by lying to you and telling you that that's some version of the prosperity gospel that says, claim it, and name it. And that's not what Ray was saying. There's a difference between, between claiming things that were never ours and claiming things that were always meant for Come us. On. Yes, yes. Amen, yes. Amen. And the enemy has taken things from us individually. He's taking things from us as a church, um, not just this church, but nationally and worldwide that are were ours in the first place. And we are going to take those things back. The promises of God throughout the word were always meant for us. Claiming them and removing them back from the enemy is not unbiblical. It's healthy and it's necessary for where God's taking us in this next season.
0: Come on, yeah. We
2: have to get to a place where we demand that fear bow Yes. Yes. Where we demand that chains fall off of our hearts and the hearts of everyone around us. And I I want you guys to know that this is not unique to new song. It's not just this body. If yeah. you listen yeah. to preachers and pastors all over the nation and all over the world revival yes. and an awakening of Amen. the body yes. of Christ yes. is what yes. every who follows Jesus is sensing in the spirit right now. Because there is not another option. We have to submit to what the Lord is going to do in in the church in this coming season. And part of that is, is demanding back the things the enemy has stolen. So Father, we come before you this morning And we thank you and we praise you for each and every promise in your word lord that you will never leave us or forsake us that you have not given us a spirit of fear but a spirit of love joy peace and a sound mind lord we claim back the things that the enemy has tried so hard to steal from us we claim victory over the enemy lord not just for us but but for our children We claim victory in their lives, Lord, that they would not just hear our stories of what God has done in our lives, Lord, but that you would reveal yourself to them, Lord, all the way from from toddlers, all the way through high school, Lord, that they would see you, that they would feel your presence, that it would be real to them, that they would not stray from the word of God that's been planted in their hearts. Lord, we claim your presence for us and for our lives, Lord, knowing and acknowledging that it is in your presence that we are made whole. And Lord, we come before you and we admit that we have made it at times things that it is not supposed to be. And we realign with what it is, Lord. It is all about the cross and what you did for us and that you rose from the dead and defeated sin and death. We strip off all the other trappings, all of the other traditions, and we come before you as a body, and we focus on what you did for us on the cross, and we claim and we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins and the relationship that we have right to because of what you did on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Pastor, is it okay if I just go? Right, okay. Yeah, I get to speak today, y'all. And I'm, I'm. Can you hear me on this mic? Okay. Keep, keep playing for me, Nate. Just for a little bit. Thank you, guys. I um, there's such a presence in this room, and exactly what you said, because. Here's the thing about prosperity gospel. They mix truths and lies. And and that's the best way to get over on someone is to wrap some truth around a lie. There are truths in the prosperity gospel, and there's some lies in it. Because guess what? There is prosperity in God, but there takes some you got to go through some fire to get through that. There is, there is consistency of giving and tithing and even choosing when your bills you, when you can't pay your bills you still pay your tithe and you're still sowing and you're still giving and, and it takes that process and then God says you're faithful, now I can give you. And then that prosperity takes off. There's truths and lies to it. So you won't hear me up here talking about give it and God's going to throw this. No. Well, first of all, it's already ours. It's already ours. And in order for that to take forth, just like you said, we got to take it. And so you've been talking about Joseph. Pastor asked, asked me, said, hey, how about the 13th? bar left. If it goes out, it's all good. I'll switch. I'll switch. So we've been talking about Joseph and you know, we were talking about that and I heard the Lord say, I hear people going, Lord, what about me? What about me, Lord? Because I'm tired. And we know the story of Joseph. So I I might say some scriptures, but it's like, what, 11 chapters of of Joseph and his life and I'm not going to read all those But we know the story, so I want to just kind of fill in the story as we go along. Okay? You can stop, Nate. Thank you so much. Nate, give Nate a hand. I love playing with Nate. Um, Because Joseph went through a lot, and he still stepped in the fullness of the purpose that God had for him. And I think there's some of us that struggle. We're in that in that pit, if you will, and we can't get out of that pit because, you know, the Bible says that God prepared a place for us in the presence of His enemy, and 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 He has a table set before us in the presence of our enemies. That that's an awkward place to be, if we're quite honest. It's like, here's a table. Everything that you desire and you like, you know, hamburgers, spaghetti. What's your favorite food? I love Italian food, pizza. It's a spread. It's all yours. I say food, but that's just the things that God has for you in your lives, okay? And the presence of your enemies, which means they get to watch you eat. But what would you do if I was the enemy? I know what I would do. What do you think the enemy would do if this is the table that God has prepared for you? Yeah. Yeah. And he can't stop you from sitting at the table. How do you think that the devil will stop you? Does anyone know? By telling
1: him, he told you that you can't, you don't deserve
0: it. Okay. So what if, you, what if you think you do deserve it? What if you do? You take that and you, you, take that and you claim that. And you claim it. Right. Okay, so then the devil, because I, I, I like that, because that's, that's how we defeat the devil, and we, we say those things. But my wife, my wife just said it, because the devil is slick and cunning in how he does things. I, I, I'll debate with somebody that says the devil's stupid. Personally, I say I think we're stupid because we fall for the things that the devil throws at us. Because here's, here's the thing. If I'm sitting before a table that's prepared for me, and if I was the enemy, the thing I would do to you is take away your appetite. The enemy throws things at us in our lives to take away Our appetite so that when God sits those things before us that are rightfully ours, guess what? We don't want them anymore, because we don't like the taste of them. I remember growing up. I remember growing up. My mom used to make me eat coleslaw, and I was like, "Man, I hate coleslaw!" And she, (laughs) y'all, amen, glory, Lord. But, okay, I will. Um, So, I met, anybody remember Morrison's? It was a restaurant. It was like a cafe. No, it's in Florida. Okay, I'll move on. Um, So, I'm there, and she made me eat this um, coleslaw. And I was eating it, and it made me sick. Not to gross out anybody, but I threw up in my plate. Just like, I was like, but. And just left it right there. Yeah. I was like six or seven years old. I never ate coleslaw again. I didn't want it. And when you when you brought it across my plate, I'd be like, no, yeah. no. And then one day, one day, we were over some friend's house, and she goes, and you know how when you're over someone's house for the very first time, you don't want to be rude, so you eat stuff that you wouldn't normally eat? Yes. You know? I got a story about that I'm going to tell you. So you wouldn't normally eat it. And so she put this coleslaw in my mind. She goes, this recipe's been in my family for years. I was like, crap. (laughs) Really? She goes, oh, you got to try it. And I'm looking at my wife. I'm looking at Jody, and I'm like, and she goes. (laughs) So I go, okay. And so I put it in my mouth. heaven doors open before me and I was like "Ah, I like coleslaw but but here's my point I would not have known that I like coleslaw if I hadn't taken that step of faith and tried it again because there's things in our lives so here's here's the thing about Joseph I'm looking at Joseph's life, and he had the favor of God on him. The Bible says, like, he, he, his father favored him. He didn't ask for it. He was just born with it. I think some of us were just born with it, and we don't know what to do with it. Because here's the thing about favor. Oh, we talk about favor. God, give me favor. God, be careful what you pray for. Because God, give me favor When God gives you favor on the other side, so here's the thing this is what I see. In every blessing, the devil has a curse right behind it. So behind favor is jealousy. So, what you find in your life when you are highly favored, you are highly envied. Thank you. This is the exact word I was looking for. I was searching it. You are envied. Here's the problem with that. It really doesn't phase you when it's a peer that's jealous of you. It's kind of annoying. You want to punch them in the throat. But that's about it. Don't do that. You'll go to jail, okay? <laughs> Where it comes into play is when they have power over you and they're jealous. And then they do things to you that you should, that they, they shouldn't do. Those kinds of things have happened to us in our lives. Our mindset, that religious spirit says, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. The enemy is coming against you. So we stop doing the very things that God has called us to do. But here's the thing. We we keep trying. Is it okay if I walk back here? Because I'm a walker, and I'm like... "Uh." We keep trying, we keep trying, and that spirit of jealousy keeps beating you and keeps beating you to where you stop. It's all the devil wants you to do is stop. But I look at Joseph's life. So his father favored him, gave him a coat of many colors, which is very expensive, in front of his brothers. Probably need family counseling after that. And it made his brothers jealous. And then God gave him dreams and visions. Be careful who you share your dreams and visions with. Because what happens is God is stirring something up in your spirit. But while you're doing that, you're excited about it. So then you go share it to the wrong person and they're going, I'm going to kill I'm going to do everything in my power to keep you from stepping into your cocky. And they start speaking word curses over you behind your back. So you be careful. I hear the Lord saying that to some of you. You got dreams, you got visions. You be careful who you speak your dreams and visions to. Don't cast your pearls. So he tells his brothers, not only that, this dork had two dreams and told them twice. That if you told them once and you saw it ticked them off, why would you go back and tell them and your daddy too? Why? But it, when, I, when I read that scripture, his father was like, boy, what is wrong with you? But it says, the, the scripture says, I'm paraphrasing, he says, but the father watched, his father watched him. Because I know he sensed something was going on and there's something there, but boy, shut up. <laughs> Sometimes the Holy Spirit just needs us to just, just shut up. He was sharing something. How many of y'all had dreams and visions years ago? and you hadn't seen a thing from them. Come on, let's be honest. How many of y'all have seen it, felt it, got a word? I got so many prophetic words. And then as time goes on, I take those prophetic words, and I've literally just set it on the shelf. They're dusty now. They're covered in dirt. I don't see them anymore. But I'm going to tell you, I went to that conference. Lord, (laughs) Remember that? Here, put this on. You remember that? Put this on. You remember that? God's unlocking things in your life. You hear me? There are things that God has called you to do that you have not been doing because you tried them before and they didn't work, but God's saying that's coming around again. It's coming around again. So get ready. Some of them you even forgot. So you need to ask the Holy Spirit, what what are those things? Some of them you remember. But it's coming back around again. It's coming back around because see, I got the same word, so I, I'm I'm excited to give it out. Because if I give it out, then I get more. So you tried them before, and they didn't work. But now this time they're going to work, and they're not just going to work. It's going to work in a double portion. That's right. God does things and it's ever, it outlives you. So if your vision's too small, just understand there's more to it because what he does in you will outlive you. And if it does not outlive you, you're not thinking right, you're thinking selfish. What God gives you, it will outlive you. That is the purpose. We, we <laughs> I won't use the word they used at the conference, but I'll say this. We think weak in the kingdom of God. Example. Daniel in the lion's den well God saved Daniel because he loved Daniel and Daniel cried out to him not saying that's not true but God saved Daniel so that he could change a nation that was the purpose behind God saving Daniel in the lion's den it was to save a nation not only that but change a nation Joseph too Anyway, I'm getting off. So his brothers took him, threw him in the pit. And, and Joseph had favor, had favor with his father, had favor with God, right? Threw him in the pit. How many of y'all think at that moment in time in his life that that favor was not active while he was in the pit? I say it was, because his brothers said, we're going to kill him. And they threw him in the pit, and they were going to kill him. But God's favor kicked in, and God sent a Reuben, and Reuben said, we cannot lay hands, we cannot shed his blood. Because even when those people, like I said before, God's going to put people in our lives, and then the devil's going to put people in our lives, and they're going to attack us, and those things are going to happen. But God's going to send a Reuben to rescue us. Joseph was sold to slavery, and then his gifts kick in. Here's one of my points, and I'm not reading my notes at all. Let me look at this. Before I say something ahead of myself, I said a lot of stuff on here. I wrote this on the plane, y'all. I was like, mm, "That's good." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I said one of the things I wrote down here is we must be able to identify God's favor. Because sometimes I think we miss it because being thrown in the pit is a bad thing. He should have been dead. But because of his favor, he was rescued, sold into slavery. At this point, how many of y'all know we would have backed out already? We would have been, I'm done with this God thing. I'm done. I'm done. But where he was, he still used his gifts. Religion says we got to be perfect as we use our gifts, and the Holy Spirit says use your gifts as I work through you and work on you. A lot of us are stuck and stagnant in our lives because we think religion says you need to be perfect, but guess what? Look, it's something I found out a long time ago. As I'm pursuing God, I desire those things less. The more he moves in me, those desires... Cease. And I'm like, man, I'm, I want more of this. I want more of the Lord in this area. I want more of the Lord. I just did. I cannot believe that just happened in my life. I want more of that. I don't. What was that stuff back there? I don't even care anymore. I want you, God. I want more of you in my life. It takes a pursuit. And in that pursuit, things just drop off. Things to drop. Tr- you, how many of y'all been in track? I, no, <laughs> nope. I was in track and field, and I was good. Ain't gonna lie, I was good. I was good, and I didn't even have to try. Cause, look, I'm black. I can make black jokes. You can laugh. <laughs> I, I like doing that because if it's a room full of people that are lighter than me. They go, that was funny. Can we laugh? (laughs) You can laugh. You can laugh. But I was really good at track. But I didn't push myself in track because I was really good. And then... Coach said something to me that if I actually worked hard, there are records I could break because of my timing. So he started working, working on me and working on me and working on me. So then bad habits that I had started falling off because now I'm working at it and I'm pursuing a goal and I'm pursuing something. I was just really good at track. Okay, I just want to give you that illustration because I'm an illustration person. Okay, all right. So here we are. Joseph is now sold to slavery in Potiphar's house, right? Potiphar saw this anointing and this gifting and at his end, because I don't know about y'all, if I was sold to slavery, that's not a joke, like, come on. If I was sold to slavery, I'm going to be bitter. I'm going to be angry because I know what freedom tastes like. And now I'm sold to slavery, and I didn't do anything right, because you know how we are as church people. I don't know what's going on here, God. You told me to serve you, and then all this stuff that I do not agree with is happening, Now, what you want me to do. That, that's our mindset, but when I'm reading the scriptures, Joseph is in this predicament, and yet Potiphar took him and put him over his whole house. Joseph should have been sleeping in the slaves' quarters. Instead, the Bible says he was sleeping in the house of Potiphar. And like I said always, when God is blessing, the enemy has a Potiphar's wife around the corner. We're going to call her Mrs. Potiphar. And the Bible says this, that Joseph was handsome, good-looking, and Potiphar, Mrs. Potiphar started recognizing his handsomeness. Now, we, we've all seen the slave movies and different things like that. Masters would take the slaves and they would sleep with them. It is a common thing. I mean, let's be real. It's common. Coming. It's coming. I have white blood in my DNA. Do I need to explain that? I have white blood in my DNA. So Potiphar's wife says, come lay with me in my bed. And Joseph goes, no, I can't. And it says she kept pursuing him. She kept pursuing him until that day where she said, come lay in my bed. And you know you know, this woman planned this, that when Joseph came over, no servants, no one was there. He put, She planned that. And he gets there, and she's like, "Come lay in my bed." And Joseph's like, "No, look, my master is giving me all power over his, all this house. He's giving me access to everything except for you. I will not honor him. And I love this. I will. N- I won't dishonor God. He's in an Egyptian city. He could have done it, and no one would have cared or judged him. It was his right. And let's be honest." Joseph ran. Joseph ran because personally, I think Mrs. Potiphar was good looking. If Potiphar was rich, he's not gonna have some ugly woman. No offense. I'm come on, y'all. Like seriously, she was good looking. No dude's gonna run away from an ugly woman. We'd be like, nah, man, you tripping, and we're just gonna walk off. He took off running because his mind was telling him no, but his body. (laughs) Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. He took off running because his flesh was saying yes, and he knew I need to get out of here before I sin against my God. And he ran. And then what, how many of y'all have done the right thing And still bad happens to you. Joseph did the right thing. He honored God. He did it right. Took off running because he and he could have done it, and nobody would have judged him any less. And he goes, I cannot do this to my master. I cannot do this to God. And he ran. And that woman lied on him, and he ended up in prison. I think some of us spiritually are in prison because we've been lied on, we've been accused of things, and we find ourselves in this prison, in this spiritual prison that we cannot break out of because we don't deserve to be there. And you don't deserve to be there. It is a fact. You do not deserve to be there. But while you're there, will you walk in the giftings that God has for you? We know the end of the story, but at this moment in time, Joseph did not know the end of the story. The end of the story was he would reign, he will be second in command. But he had no clue this is the plan that God had for him while he was there, yet he still worked in the giftings that God had for him. That's the part we need to renew in our minds. Because we stop doing the things because we get in that, pos- that place. Have you ever been in a place where you try to step into what God has for you, and it's like all hell comes at you? And, and th- th- then you just, I'm going to just press through. But then when you do that, just all hell breaks loose. Because the enemy does not want you to do it. If I was the enemy, I would take away your appetite. We call it life. But greater is he is in me than he is in this world. But our problem is we don't see that into effect these days. We, we talk in church, but we have a powerless church these days. We need signs and wonders to back our words. And the only way to do that is to press into something that is very, very hard. Because if he gives us much, it requires much of, of us. We can't shy away from this stuff. We have to push in. Pastor was right because God wants more. He's requiring more. There was a glory that hovered in this place. And that glory should hover in your workplace. And that glory should hover in your home. People should be getting saved all over the place in Colorado Springs. It's a beacon to the nation. But show me his glory. We come to church for his glory. But where is his glory in your home? I'm not preaching condemnation. I'm asking questions because I want you to think about these things and what's happening. What about those mantles that God put on your life that you have not picked up? That you know God called you to. God's requiring us to do some things to change. It's not about us. It's the change of nation. We're so busy arguing about Republicans and Democrats. You're not even a part of that government. You're the ecclesia. Do you not understand the devil is just pitting us together against each other? Because where there's unity, there is Power. And yet, well, I don't believe it. You're a Democrat. I don't, you're a Republican. Who cares? That's the earthly way. Show me a Republican and Democrat in the Bible. Show it to me. Show me. We are the ecclesia, the governmental body of Christ. We used to. We used to, as a body of Christ, control the White House. And then they methodically came in and infiltrated the church. Guess what? God's not a Democrat. And he ain't no Republican either. That's our Western mind, mindset. If you go overseas, completely different. Why do you think we see power of God moving in like Africa or the Philippines because they don't have our Western mindset. And we put God in a box that he thinks like us. Yes, I am absolutely for life. Yes, I'm a gun carrying. <laughs> you're not going to take my rights away. Yes, I believe in all those things. However, you're not going to dictate what I pray in my prayer. In my quiet place, you're not going to dictate my friends that may not believe like me. Because if we are called to the world, guess what? We're going to be in a mixture of people that don't believe like us. How are you going to deal with these people? I'm looking at Joseph's life, and he's able to switch and change no matter the atmosphere that he's in, no matter the position that he's working in. He's able to switch and change, and God's able to take his giftings and use it and and prepare him to change a nation. He can't do that with us because we're too busy arguing about who's in the White House. Who's in the White House does not dictate what we do as a body of Christ. I didn't vote for him. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I don't talk politics, but I'm going to tell you. I voted for Trump the first time. I did not vote for him the second time. I did not vote for Biden. You know why? Because I'm neither Republican or Democrat. There are things that happen in my life that dictates how I vote, and it's none of your business. It really isn't, and it shouldn't dictate how we are amongst each other because I'm looking at Joseph's life, and I'm amazed at what he's doing, and he's a slave, and he overcame his environment, and he he was over them all. Here's the thing. Joseph is in the world of Egyptians, and he's a Hebrew, and he became second. He became second in command. That'll mess with your theology there. He dressed like an Egyptian. He talked like an Egyptian, so much so that he used a translator when his brothers came. He used a translator, and they didn't recognize him. If you walk through the things that God has for you, when those that did you evil back in the day, when they see you now, they shouldn't recognize you. Because you are changed, rearranged. They won't even understand you because you talk a language that they don't understand because they're down here and you're in the Holy Ghost. Joseph had to use a translator, but he can understand them. He could talk their language. They just couldn't talk his. That tells me something. We need to start learning how to communicate with those that don't speak like us. We do not, in the body of Christ, know how to communicate to those that may or may not be in the world. I'll break it down to you. Republicans cannot communicate with Democrats. Democrats cannot communicate to Republicans, and we talk like everybody's a Republican or everybody's a Democrat, so we just offend each other over and over and over again. Jody hates it when I do this, this just in, (laughs) (laughs) because Holy Spirit said, Some of the reason why we are bound in our lives is because we offend each other and we silence each other. We can blame it on the devil all day long. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have any influence. What I'm saying is we have influenced each other to be quiet. And now when we look at the circumstances in the world, We are, we don't have a voice as a church anymore. It's because we're focused on the wrong thing. And so I'm looking at Joseph's life and how he overcame this and how he overcame that. And next thing you know, here's the thing, here's the thing. How much time do I have? Oh, I need to be done. Okay, 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 hold on. I'm I'm almost done. I'll I'll wrap this up. When you walk in your gifts and not your offense, and you walk in your giftings, God will make a place for you. God gave King Pharaoh a dream. We know what happened to the baker, and we know what happened to the cupbearer, okay? Baker's dead now cut barrel, I would punch him in the throat because he forgot about me for two years. <laughs> throat punch. Ah! I feel better. Alright. So, Pharaoh has a dream. Now in the scriptures, if you're reading the scriptures, it's in there somewhere, 38, 39, chapter 39. It says this. Joseph says, only God gives dreams and the interpretations of dreams. This dude is living it in the midst of Egyptian they have several gods and he's declaring our God and what he does. Gives Pharaoh a dream that only Joseph can interpret and while Joseph is interpreting it to him, he tells him what to do at the same time. God legitimately made room for Joseph. He Did what God said, stepped back, and the king just walked right into it and said, Well, there's no one else worthy of this God but the one that can interpret the dream. Why don't you do it? I will give you power over everything. The only one that can tell you what to do is me. How many of y'all can see that authority in your life right now? Raise your hand. I sometimes. I want to see it all the time, yeah? I was gonna I was literally gonna say sometimes I dip my foot into it and I'd be like, wow, I like this. I like this dimension over here. I don't like this dimension here. I like this dimension. When Peter stepped out into a, a, onto the water, he stepped into a whole nother dimension. He's walking on water, y'all. This ain't our dimension, man. He's walking in kingdom dimension. And I think some of us just need to step into that dimension. Take a step. And here Joseph is. He's reigning literally, basically king. And his brothers come in. And when his brothers come in, he did some things. Joseph needed some PTS training. Is that right, P T? PTSD training or uh, counseling, because he did them wrong. That was some harsh stuff he did to them. But when they came into the room and they're standing before him, and we speed up and all the family comes in, he was able to save his family. And boom, there was his dream. They were bowing before him. I think a lot of the visions and dreams and desires that we have that we have not seen is because we're either walking in the fence, we're tired, because every time we try, it beats us down. But here's the thing, we dealt with that because we took the legal rights from the enemy today. We took them away. The devil will come to you two ways, illegally or legally. I'll break that down for you some, someday and back it up with scripture, but take my word for it. It's either illegal or legal. And when it's illegal and we bind him, he goes. But if it's legal, generational curses, if it's legal because you have sin in your life, it's, if it's legal because there's just this open door, guess what? Husband and wives, y'all are open. Y'all are arguing. There's an open door. When you have anger towards your husband or someone else there's an open door and the devil it says he goes around the earth seeking whom he may like a like a roaring lion seeking whom he may you have you seen a lion You got something bro You got something I watched this video on TikTok where the lions was sneaking up behind this guy. Didn't make a sound. He spotted him and he snuck up on him. And when he got a certain distance to him, he took off running. And that guy goes, and the lion goes, <laughs> I was just playing. And just started laughing with him. I'm like, that, that's a depiction of the enemy. Because <laughs> he sneaks up on him. But if we are in our giftings, if we are in our favor, if we're walking with God, when that enemy tries to step in, we go, eh. no, 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 not the day devil, not any day devil. My heart today is to ignite your spirit so that we can step into what God has for us. Amen? How many of y'all want, I can see you, I can see God stirring in your heart, I see your faces. How many of y'all want what God has for you? No, you are not too old. I curse that lie. I curse it. I heard it and I curse it and I pull it down. You are not too old because God is the renewer of time. And it even says uh, he quickens our mortal bodies. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Literally, it restored a dead body. Probably a week or a little more than that, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Four days dead. He's like, hmm, if I can do four days, I can come back in three. All right, I'm good. But I want to quicken your mortal body. I want to raise your dreams and visions from the dead. Will you stand with me? Here's your responsibility for today. I gave you information to take and apply to your life. To no longer, can you say crap in church? I'm going to say crap in church. To no longer take that crap from the enemy that he has put into your life and made you believe this is how life is. He's, he's good at that because We need to be constant with God in the word and prayer and our prayer closet because the enemy is constant with his beating us down. And there comes a time he'll keep doing it until you believe it, until you come into that place where you go, I'm done. I don't even have to yell anymore. I'm just like, I'm done. Bye. Bye, Felicia. And it's time for us to legit say to the devil, bye, Felicia. It's an old, it's a black movie, anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's pray because I want you to take this home with you that I'm done and I'm telling the enemy bye because you're the one who cho- choose to sit in that seat. He can't make you do it, you choose to do it. So Father, we come before you today repeat after me say Father God today I choose to get up from this seat that does not belong to me and sit in the high places that you called me to I choose today to shift my thinking into kingdom thinking I choose today to love my brothers my sisters, even those that do me wrong. I say today, I forgive them, and I let it go, and I pursue you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say? Everybody say? All right, amen. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.